You're not my man. You're not my man. You're a genius. What is good, everybody? It is your loving, loving host, John D. Contradiction. I'm here with Reckless, and we are about to dive into this dope-ass interview. So please join in, talk your shit, talk shit with us, talk shit at us, all that good shit. But introduce yourself. What's up, y'all? Or me? Yeah. <laughs> what's good, what's good, y'all? What's good, y'all? Uh, my name's Raquel. I am a rapper. I'm from San Francisco, California. I've lived many places, but um, I'm back in the Bay living right now. And um, I was gone for a minute, but now I'm back in Cali and I'm happy to be here. Well, actually, I'm in Oregon right now, geographically, but I'm living in the Bay. So, <laughs> make it move. <laughs> you know, <laughs> All right, so to get down to the nitty-gritty, uh, tell us to, uh, how you first got into music. Oh, shoot, man. I first got into music um, because my older brother was a scratch DJ. So my older brother was, like, scratching. He's, like, much older than me. So, like, by the time that I was, like, six, seven, he was making me, like, scratch mixtapes. I was listening to all the dope shit, like, off the records, recorded onto a cassette tape now i'm aging myself <laughs> and, you know what I'm saying? and so yeah that's really how i got into music music is just you know been a part of my life my whole life i've always written bars of some sort you know and you know i just uh, i love music my dad's a conga drummer and salsa dancer my dad is a badass drummer he like knows every single rhythm that there ever has been because i don't know if you know about drum rhythms but you can learn them all my dad knows them all he's a drum teacher um so i think i get a lot of that from my dad you know like he's also like a really dope visual artist and just like a creative mind you know nice that's fucking dope so uh just to touch up on that my grandfather used to do the the, the you know the conga back in Haiti, out in Haiti, and he oh, was big ass. But he used to, and I remember too, his hands was like concrete. But he was in, uh, <laughs> he was in like a big, big Haitian group. So like my last name in Haiti and shit, like everybody's like, oh, the music side, they all know. And um, he kind of for well, this is a family tale. I don't have the full on. For well, this is a family tale. Watching live on there. I can't <laughs> Sorry, I fucked up the audio because I was trying to watch Twitch at the same time. I go out there. What happened? But uh, my grandpops, he uh, apparently, uh, you know, coined the term compa for the music that, you know, that. Oh, wow. So him and his group, which is him and his brothers and all that shit. So that's actually dope. Like, it's pretty much like kind of the same timeline. You know, my grandpa, you know, he passed. Rest in peace. But yeah, apparently he was fucking no joke on there. And I always used to tell him like, Yo, why his hands like that? But you know, <laughs> <laughs> crazy. But that's dope, man. That's dope because it's, it's built in us. You know what I'm saying? It's like we have no choice. Yeah, totally. That's how I feel about just like the rap shit in general is just yeah. like, I don't know, it's something that I'm always going to do and that I've always done and that like, you know, I've tried to like push to the side or whatever. It's like, you know, work in the real world and shit. But like, um, I don't know. I think rap will always be something that I do, you know? Mm. Definitely. And what made you decide to start rapping? Like, what was your main like, you know, motivation to start, you know, picking up the pen and making your own music? Well, 
Um, I used to write a lot of poetry and then I realized one day that if I wanted anybody to listen to my poems, then a bitch needs to learn how to rap because ain't nobody listen, ain't nobody picking up a book to read no poetry. So, um, so I was like, well, bitch, you better get up there and make it happen. So, um, yeah, no, I had some friends push me as well. Like I, I, I have had so many rap names, dog. I used to go by Solace. That was my first rap name. And it was like very like ethereal, like weird raps. Like I had a lot of piercings. <laughs> you know what I, mean? like I was like, I like thought I was like, you know, on some like creepy shit, you know, that was like my first shit. And then, um, I had an ex who was like a real ill double time rapper and he, he was, he was, he was fresh as fuck. And he'd always be like, you need to learn how to double time. You need to learn how to double time. And I'd be like, man, I ain't going to try to double time. Like I don't have to double time to like make my raps cool. And then now like pretty much people know me for double timing. So, (laughs) so, you know, like, um, but yeah, it's always evolving and shit, you know, and uh, it's just, you know, real fun. That's dope, man. That's dope as shit. Hey, a lot of people start off. I mean, I unapologetically started off on my poetry tip, which is the most <laughs> okay, the most likely shit I'm ever gonna say. But it is how it is. But um, that's dope. That's a dope transition because it's like, it, you, it's the same thing. You learn poetry, you listen to music, and if you love music and do poetry, you're like, yeah, this is the same thing. And then you you get that confidence. You're like, I could do this. I could do this. You know what I'm saying? And that's dope though. Like I definitely, I definitely uh, wanted to mention when you were like, Oh, that double time stuff. You didn't want to do it. I'm not saying oh, I reviewed the project. Use double time. I do double time a lot. I used to do it way more, but like now I've like, you know, moved into just like, some more chiller styles, you know, especially when I used to perform all the time before COVID, like, you know, when I, I when I would be stacking up too many, I'd be like, bitch, you need some slower songs because you, you like die up there. You start mm-hmm. fucking uh who said it? Nas said it. He was like when he did um Illmatic, he was like the reason he slowed his whole flow down because he was like, yo, performing that shit was tough. He was like, because he was young. That's the first thing he came out with. And he was like performing that. He was like, bro, I don't know when to breathe. And it's very, yeah. you got to mix yeah. your, mix your setup. Cause you see young cats do that shit all the time. They come in here like, oh, I'm just going to rap. And yeah, you got all this passion, but you don't got that much lungs. And they start fucking yeah. out and it sounds crazy. Yeah, yeah that's one thing that I can say that I flex on fools. Like I like, I can rap my raps like live out there and mm-hmm. fucking like do like four double time songs in a row. Or at least I used to. I don't know. I haven't put that shit to the <laughs> table for a while. COVID, really, I've only played one show since COVID. <laughs> and I'm about to play one um, at El Rio in San Francisco nice. on nice. February 4th with King Key. That's my next show. That'll be the second time I played out since COVID. So like shit switched up. And then I was just like, you know, waiting for the right time to like change my name and drop the music and all that shit. And then it's just like, you know, and mm. then I was like, all right, I guess it's time to drop it. Fuck it. So this is a new name. Yeah. yeah, this is this is a brand new name. Yeah. Oh, okay, so this is the first release under the new name, the new rebranding. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, dope. How'd you how'd you land on this name? Well, you know, um, it was Raquel Devar before. My last name is Saldivar, so um, mm-hmm. I was going by Raquel Devar for the longest, and like 
the reason for the name change is because I had like an old producer that I work with who was like, you know, trying trying to pull some a bunch of shit and like I'm just my name is connected to him like forever and always on Spotify because um, of some releases that were under like labels that I didn't control. So I signed a contract on those. So in order to separate myself from like being connected to his name or giving him plays or whatever, I decided to change my name. And I like, didn't really want to release music under the old name. Cause I was like, uh, like, you know, like I just don't want to bring attention and then have people go back and like, listen to that other shit, you know? So I, I, eventually decided that the solution was to just change my name and then we added an a and dropped the q or the u but um yeah um you know so it's just easy yeah that's dope i mean it's good to it's good to take control too because like that's something like this is a rebrand that you can have control of because you wouldn't be able to do that with you know the other name if other things are attached to it that actually like i know a lot of stories of shit like that happening or like you know, relationships getting strange and like all sorts of stuff or sometimes like, you know, predatory type label dudes or studio cats who are like, yo, now you got to release this under my name, this type of shit. So it's good to see, you know, you out here like, yo, fuck it, you know, on some Phoenix shit. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on some Phoenix shit right now. And um, yeah, you know, um, it's just feels so nice, yo. It feels nice to go to your fucking Spotify page and like there's no bullshit releases with no bullshit yeah. assholes. Yeah. And then uh, it's all the releases that you like, like all my like yeah. hot shit I moved over and that's all that exists there. So like it just feels really good to be able to present myself in a way that I have control over now and I have control of every, um, you know, release from here on out. So yeah. It's just great to be able to, you know, just fucking at least have that. You know what I mean? At least have that for my for my music and for myself when I'm out here trying to make moves, you know? Yeah. So yeah, plus you can also get motivated to start making more music, you know, now that you have this fresh, clean slate, fresh canvas of just stuff you can start, you know, creating with it. Yeah, more. Yeah, actually, that is that is one thing that I'm actually excited about now is like actually making music. Whereas before I was like, uh, like, I don't know if I want to put this out, like just like all the music shit felt like not cool for a minute. And, you know, and that was all during COVID and shit, because that shit had happened right before COVID. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it was just like, you know the whole COVID music, like for those of us who used to perform all the time and shit, you know what I mean? It was just like, you know, uh, learning to do like lives and like all that type of shit is like, you know, I'm not really like, I'm just like a person that likes to go on stage and rap, you know what I mean? Rather than, you know? Like face to face, you want to talk to people. You don't want to create a whole image online. You got to do all the online shit. It's It's like another job. Yeah, yeah. Straight up, straight up. It is like another job. As yeah, we all have to adjust, though. You know what I'm saying during this time. Uh, but yeah, um, moving on. Like, who are your influences coming up in the music? Warrior influences. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. Who made you want to go? I'm going to rap. Like, give us an artist, a song, something that made oh, you an I'm album. Artist. Yeah. Yo. Um. An artist, a song. I think that, like, back in the day, um, I'm, I mean, I, 
<laughs> it's hard. <laughs> There's so many artists, though. It's so hard. All right. I'll say, like, Nas um, was, like, originally Nas and really Kendrick and... Um, as far as female rappers go, like Lady Leisure is one of my favorite female rappers. I don't know if y'all know her. She's out of the UK, but um, like that, I like Nas and Kendrick and like um, like more West Coast styles of rap. But like really one of my major influences is like UK rap, like um, uh, Skepta, um, you know, Stormzy, all that kind of shit. Lazy, Lady Leisure. Um, I just kind of really like vibe off of those cadences. And when I started listening to a lot of UK rap is um, when I really got into doing the double times like and the different cadences and patterns like a lot. But as far as the warrior spirit, I feel like that's just like my ancestors or my grandmas and like just I am uh, like, um, you know, that's I don't know. It's weird. It's just like an alter ego type of thing where that's just what happens when I rap. All of a sudden I'm hella hard. But like, you know, I I only I'll be hard when I'm like joking around with my friends at the house. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, not really. That's like, I'm not like the type of bitch that's going to like run up on you and try to throw hands or whatever. You know what I mean? But it, a lot of people assume that because of what my music sounds like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that's what I, oh, I, I said it before you even jumped in the room. I was like, yo, the, the album's hard, bro. Like, yeah. I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm a little scared, bro. I'm like, yo, I don't know. <laughs> the camera looks too aggressive am i gonna get pressed you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i just think it's just the way that i naturally sound when i start rapping and that's just always how it's been and like it's funny because i have a lot of friends who make some real soft music you know what i mean i have a lot of, because like we get along you know what i mean and it's like i fuck with other shit but like people always be like oh god damn like you know what i mean it's hilarious hey, it's heavy, man. <laughs> you know when you make kind of music you make an image for yourself you know I, I mean, that's a way to do it. You know what I'm saying? That's dope, though, like uh, mentioning the influences from like UK rap. What's crazy is like I try to put a lot of people on to certain UK artists because a lot of people just they're turned off by the accent and all that. Yeah. good stuff. But what's crazy is a lot of UK artists, you could learn a lot from those accents because they bend and play with like their delivery and their, you know, accent and words in such yeah. crazy ways. You know, yeah, it's the slang, but like the delivery, even their types of double time and their patterns and like rhyme schemes and shit is just so unique. It's so all over the place. And it's yeah. like you're 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 losing that kind of, you know, that lesson if you're not really like, oh, I don't fuck with their accents. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. there's one dude I tell everyone to listen to from the UK called Dave. This dude. Oh, I don't it, know him. I got to check. He's nice. Like he's nice. He put out so um, you know, we when we do the reviews every year, we do like our top albums for the year. He was my favorite album in, in fucking 20 uh 2019 or 2020. He dropped this album Psychodrama, and I was blown away. Like I was like, I was like, bro, this is some of the best music I've ever heard. And he he plays the piano, he does his production, but it's cold, but he hits so many styles. And does so many things. And it's just like, bro, you could learn from that album just off off rip. And his newest album that came out last year was dope too. But um, yeah, it's just a it's just a cool thing to for people to learn, you know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, I'm like uh, with the like the cadences be um, the cadences be tight, but let's talk about the bars though. Like the, like the bars in the UK in the UK, it's like so. I have this theory, like so. Us as Americans, we're like very straightforward, right? We're like extremely straightforward people in your face. That's what we're known for, right? So mm-hmm. then our style of rapping is like to be the opposite, right? So we're like poetic. We try to like beat around the bush and like weave a metaphor and shit. And then the UK, like that's how they speak normally. Like the UK slang and stuff, they're very like beat around the bush. And then when they rap, it's like, they're like, we're saying exactly what we it's so funny like just so like layman's term like i went to the store i bought me a keg like or like what i you know what i mean it's like it's hilarious it's digestible so simple it's like clean is digestible and that's another reason why i fuck with that dude dave his punchlines you get them as soon as they hit you get them you know what i'm saying and they're and they're not like nothing crazy sometimes he'll say some shit but it's like I mean, that's a dope way to have music, too. Sometimes you don't want to be here, you know, fucking thinking or pulling out dictionaries. You know what I'm saying? That's why I like certain styles. It's like, all right, some days I'll listen to it. But yeah, you're like, does it slap? I mean, we all have like guilty pleasure music for show, like all day. Oh, like, I, I got a whole playlist full of guilty pleasure music. Oh, like, you'd be like, you yeah, got right, music? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Shit, I need that playlist. Hook it up. I'll see you after this. All right. So, how would you describe your style for people? You know what I mean? A lot of you need to take people assume your style, but how would you describe it? Murder. No, I would describe my style as like different. I would say that I am, I um, definitely bass heavy beats. Lots of 808s, lots of UK drill um, influence. And then as far as the bars, like, I would say that my bars are pretty um, lyrical, but then also they're not in some ways. Like, I'm, I would say I'm pretty lyrical, but I wouldn't say on the like most lyrical level, if you're going to go, you know, with this, you know, some of the shit that's out there. I'm like, I would say that I'm like a, 65, 70% on the lyrical. And then I try to get into some shit you can bob your head to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, um, but I'd say the style is, I describe it sometimes as female pop smoke, just so people could like <laughs> okay. get a vibe immediately of what they're going to hear. Yeah. But really that's like, you know, heavy 808 beats and like super heavy bass music influence beats and, you know, that yeah. kind of that kind of style of stuff, but I don't know. That's the most humble response I've ever heard. You said it's, if I, I would have, if somebody asked me that question, I'd be like, "I'm the greatest of all time." You, oh yeah, I fucking hate that bullshit. <laughs> fucking rappers, <laughs> rappers trying to think that they're hot shit all day is like tired to me. I'm I like, just- and a baby was born. And <laughs> yeah, no, I was on live with the homie the other day, and he was like, "I'm the best rapper on YouTube." And I was like, "I'm the best rapper." <laughs> <laughs> I had some gum back for it, but yeah. yeah so shut him out with your music. You're just like, all right, I can do this and double time. He's like, oh shit. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> That's dope, though. I mean, for you to mention that, like, from what I got, you know, from listening to the project, I was like, yo, this is this is hard, but it's not like you weren't you weren't trying to 
out ignorant anybody you weren't trying to make me think too too much but you were giving me something that like you made me want to do some push-ups you know what i'm saying like and it made me want to like let me get let me let me work out a little bit type stuff and i was like yo this is this is good music this is like music for you know this is catered to like girls who carry the Vaseline for fighting type shit. You know what I'm saying? Again, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's definitely different. And I realized that like not a lot of people can like fuck with it or even because like it's dark. Right. And then it is also like pretty lyrical. So if you're not into like, if you don't have the attention span for lyrical bars and you just like see me as female rap, like you're not going to really probably fuck with it. You know what I mean? And that's just like, you know, maybe you'll fuck with the song or two. Like everybody loves my song cherry. And that's cause it's very like West coast, a uh, be like easily digestible, like bars, you know what I mean? And, and, um, I will be putting out some more music like that. That's more happy, like, you know, good, good vibes, like West Coast, we smoking weed during the day, it's sunny outside kind of shit. Um, that's the kind of shit that I'm working on with uh, my girl Breeza. Um, but yeah, but as for this album, yeah, this project, definitely some murder in your face vibes. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Let's get into it. Uh, so how did, how was the process making 3AM in Frisco? Um, well, a lot of the, um, a lot of the songs were written during COVID, like, Mm -hmm. you know, most of, I mean, one of the songs was written, like, most, most recently was Peace, but, um, like, all the other songs were, like, definitely written in 2021 and the end of 2020. Mm-hmm. So it definitely has a dark vibe to it because what was happening. <laughs> yeah, that time period. So, you know, and, like, you know, I feel like, you know, part of me is like, oh, I wish I could have released it sooner or whatever to be more relevant, but it's still hella fucking relevant because, like, oh, yeah. what's going on right now? Like, you know what I mean? Um, but the process of making it was really dope. Um, I worked with um, Crimes who has three tracks on the album. He's a bass music producer, like, you know, um, but he does produce hip hop beats for people. So um, that was really awesome. Getting to work with King Key was amazing because she's one of my favorite rappers and, and she's like a Bay Area, like household name or is becoming one. And I really think that she deserves to be that Bay Area household name because there's really not a lot of like, female rappers from the Bay that actually do hyphy rap. And so just getting to collab on her collab with her on a song that is, that has a Bay area sound is like really dope, you know, and something that I'm stoked about. Um, But yeah, like as far as the writing goes, you know, I think I wrote, um, you know, all of them were like some quarantine experiences where like, and that's why I ended up calling it 3M in Frisco because it's mm. like during COVID, we were just like trying to party and like with nowhere to go. And then you'd end up like walking the streets and shit and just being lit with your friends, kind of like in mm. high school or like you're just at the house lit with your friends and, and um, you know, 
being with the dark energy of the, you know, the music for that, the project and that, that's one how I came up with that. And the album cover picture is just like a picture from me and my friends drinking one night and like mobbing the streets, you know, and yeah. it was on a Huji and we were just like, let's use that as album cover. Okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> nice. nice. Yeah, and I see you have one video for one of the songs on your project, the song Burr. Uh, yeah. Talk about how, how, uh, what the process was for making that one and what inspired that visual, all the visuals. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, the Burr fucking video came out so dope. Shout out to my friend Nate who um, um, DP'd that and like kind of came up with that whole lighting situation. Um, yeah, I was really inspired by A, Snow the Product and B, um, Young M.A. because Young M.A. has the song called Burr and then Snow the Product. Um, you know, oftentimes, like, people will compare me with Snow the Product and shit. So um, uh, my homegirl is calling me right now. Um, text me, bitch. <laughs> I'm sure she's probably watching this live right now. But... Um, uh, Sorry, I distracted. Um, <laughs> uh, the young MA has a song called Burr and then sell the product. Uh, you're yeah, so yeah. I just like wanted to like, because I always like will write a write, every rapper always writes with hot metaphors. Like, you know what I mean? And I was like, let me do a cold metaphor song. So um, I, and then, you know, with just, I love Snow the product. And at that time I was like in some chats with her on clubhouse and shit. So, um, and everybody was saying that it was snow season. So like I slipped that bar in there and, you know, just, um, but with the video coming up with the video, um, the DP really, um, had a lot of ideas with that lighting scheme and stuff, which actually turned out so dope. And we actually shot like three other scenes for the music video, but we didn't end up using them because the ice cream cone or the paleta scene was like so dope. And so actually the paletas in the music video are um, uh, this woman who is uh, out of Portland, Oregon. Her company is called Ice Queen. And so they're all vegan, like handmade paletas. And she's hella cool as fuck. And she's got like mad following and has blown up on TikTok and stuff. So we did like a little collab and she posted the song and stuff. Um, so that was cool. Um, nice. But yeah, coming up with music videos is definitely like a process and something that is like you think it's going to be easy but then it takes a lot of work so no, yeah. <laughs> I mean, after you guys know yeah definitely and how, what 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 was the uh, uh process of choosing which song how do you go about choosing what songs you want a video for and which ones you don't um well i definitely wanted to do bird because um i just i think that song really like represents like my style you know and mm -hmm. And it has a good hook. So, but um, how I, I just kind of like choose it by feeling like I would love to do a music video for every song, but yeah. you know, that's a feat that's probably not going to happen. I'm not going to, Kinky is working on doing a visual album right now. And she has, she's doing six music videos for the whole EP. And I'm just like, man, that's a lot of work, you know? Yeah. A lot of work. It is. I saw you on Instagram. You just shot one, another video for another song on your project. Like, uh, yeah, we shot just like an iPhone only music video because it's like, you know, it's kind of like 
taking control of the creative process a little bit and just like not having to rely on other people and just going out there getting cute and like shooting we everybody knows we have 4k shooting on every phone now so like let's go try it and see what we can make and like continue the artistry you know beyond and like with that music video like i just wanted like sky and beach at home in san francisco and that's what i would have done to that song even if i hired a cinematographer so it was like okay this is an idea that's simple and we can just go out there and and do it and we got a hella cool shots so i oh, mean and then we'll post it up and it'll be tight Oh yeah, the phones will get good footage. That's the thing too. It's like there's no excuse. You know what I'm saying? Like people are like, "Oh, I couldn't do this. I don't got the funds for it." It's like, bro, you get a little creative. You won't need to spend that much. You know what I'm saying? Like you use your phone every day. You got this good ass camera in your pocket. It's like, yo, you spend a fifty, sixty dollars on Amazon on one of them stabilizers. You got yourself professional equipment for the most part. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's totally. Cool. And that's that's real for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And uh, what do you hope the listeners get from this? Not only your, your this project, but uh, your music in general. I hope just uh, my listeners like feel empowered, especially the women who listen to it. And like in terms of like artistry and stuff, because I'm like a big supporter of like everybody getting out of there and trying to DJ, trying to rap if they want to, trying to sing, trying to do whatever, whatever it is, whatever kind of art you want to make, like, you know, and I really um, hope that it shows like other female rappers that like they don't have to sound the same because there's such like an epidemic of all female rappers, you know, eventually when they get to a certain place, then they're all going to come out with like that standard beat that is the Megan the Stallion, Saweetie, like, you know what I mean? And like, I just want people to know that they can sound different because I feel like there's a huge lack of like female rappers out there that do sound different and who are getting clout, you know? And um, I, you know, I know a lot of female rappers. I know a lot of female rappers, but not a lot of them that are like on some different shit or some more lyrical shit, honestly. Yeah. It's a shame too, you know. Yeah. There's a lot of females that won't get that shine because they feel that they're inadequate because of what's going on. Oh, I have to be this, I have to look like this, or whatever. And it's really, really uh it's crazy because yeah, there's so many. There's there's like I, I can name there's like killers, you know what I'm saying? There's like dope fucking femcs out there, and they don't they don't get that love because that's not just that's not what the the big side of the business is pointing towards. And it's it's like a chokehold, you know what I'm saying? You want to be a a lady in this game and make some music but it's like if you make music you love then you gotta work really hard to get it out there or you make music they love and you'll get your you know easier ticket to the top and it's just like it's fucking crazy bro like it, it's it's just it's a crazy game but um that kind of touches on a, a question that i wanted to ask just in general like i wanted to ask as far as like mainstream hip-hop for femcs how do you feel about the mainstream and what do you think it needs like the most? What do you think is something that like it really needs? Well, I feel like, you know, I have mixed feelings about the mainstream. Like I listen to Cardi B. I listen to Lotto. I listen to Saweetie. I listen to Bia. I listen to all them. You know what I mean? And it's that's not saying that um, like 
it's my favorite shit. Yeah. But I bump it on the regular and I definitely dance to it with my friends. You know what I mean? But I think there isn't enough representation as far as like different styles of female rappers. It's always, you know, one style that surfaces in the little space that there is in the mainstream. Right. And um, and I just feel like. We could just use some more variety and some more mid-level rappers. Honestly, some some ladies getting up to I like I know Beans is right there. She's coming up right now and she did that mixtape thing. And just like some more variety of different kinds of female rappers like coming up and being like as big as like Freddie Gibbs or like, you know what I mean? Um kind of just getting on the like mid mid level right there like why not like there's so many dope rappers out there and it's like why does it i just don't understand why it takes females or like the hip-hop community to like so much to get behind a female rapper i just Mm -hmm. i just don't get it because like a lot of times too you'll have like like two examples that stand out to me is like when lizzo dropped right when lizzo blew up and that Mm -hmm. song blew up and it's like bro she's spitting like she's rapping and it's like everybody's just like nah that's pop that's pop but it's Mm -hmm. like if there would have been more support behind her getting her rap rap on she could mix it up more or even like doja cat was rapping her ass off before Mm -hmm. you know and now she you know one tiktok song blows up and she's like i guess i'm pop now and i mean she's been saying she's gonna put out a rap project but it's like nobody was behind them you know, rapping. They were just behind their image or the just, oh, they make music, but like no one was really pushing them. You know what I'm saying? Nobody was putting them next to a Cardi B unless it was like, oh, they're at an award show type shit, but nobody was putting them next to them as far as on a lyricist page. And it's like, yo, they can rap. Until, 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 yeah, they went super poppy. Yeah. yeah. And I definitely, I definitely agree with that sentiment in the way that like, um, it takes these other females to, you know, they have to put their music in a pop level and then they will get as big as, you know, a Cardi or somebody off rap. But like, we love Cardi. Cardi, we love Cardi. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, we want to party with Cardi. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> we want to party with Cardi. Yeah. Yeah, she does her thing. It's nothing against her. It's just like, yo, there's, there's never like a window for, you know, those other dope rap. It's like, you got Cardi B and then it's like on the complete other side of the spectrum. It's like Rhapsody, but like mm-hmm. Rhapsody's buzz will last for like a week or two whenever she drops. Mm-hmm. Cardi B is, is eternal, but there's no in between, you know? Yeah. No- I mean, Rhapsody is like extremely lyrical though. Like she really is. And it surprises me. I w- I'm like so stoked on Rhapsody because I feel like that's like more of this stuff. Like I'm stoked on how much clout she has because yeah. that means that there are some people listening for more out there, you know what I mean? And able to take it from female too. And like, I, that's, there's just like so many dude rappers out there that are fucking mediocre as shit. Not even me- like, there is a fucking dime a motherfucking dozen for a rapper who rad. thinks they're so tight, but they can't do shit. Like there's like, shit is everywhere and it's like but you it's just like you know i don't know you know they should make dudes rap for their blue checks that's what it is 
They, a lot of people would have blue checks if they had to rap for them shits because a lot of these dudes are garbage. And it sucks because, like, there's so many dope female artists that get no love. Like, I used to fuck yeah. with Oshun. Those two chicks was nice. Oh, yeah. Oshun was dope. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Nice. Like, dope, dope, dope. And, like, like Little Sims dropped a fire project last year. And oh, no, I don't think I even listened to it. No one talked. And it's crazy. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like she's putting out quality, quality, and nobody's rocking with them. You got um, what are those two chicks? They they they're hard, bro. Uh, they were they were blowing up. Um, Blimes and Gab. Oh, Blimes and Gab. Like they can rap. <laughs> feel like well, yeah, I believe I'm pretty sure that Gab is like writing for other artists. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Probably a lot of females who are really nice are in the doing being ghostwriters because the only way they can get their skill out there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely like not like a game for the week or whatever. Yeah. If you're trying to be a, like a female and put your bar or like your music out, I mean, yeah, it is what it is, you know. Yeah, do you um, feel that like Meg, the male MC should like promote females a lot more, or do you feel like like it's like to a point where like you shouldn't have to have a man stand behind a woman, you know what I'm saying? Because they should be just seen for their talent, you know what I'm saying? Like, because it's also a thing a lot of guys don't really support females, but they do they think they should, or what, what do you feel about that? Well, I think in general, like everybody needs to support each other more, honestly, mm-hmm. because in the rap game and in the music game, it is such like a like an ego thing of clout where you're like, you don't like, you're like, Oh, like, do I fuck with them? Like, will I share their shit? And it's just like, dude, like, you know, like I just listen to shit ton of music and like, I show my friends, other people's music. I play my friend's music in the car. I'm like, Oh, you like this song? This is whoop de wop You know what I mean? And it's just like, I think, I think, you know, I think over, just in general in hip hop and in music, like just like putting on a homie, like what is wrong? What is wrong? With, you know what I mean? Like, why, do, why does everything have to be like, Oh, I'm not going to give you my fans. Like, you know, like yeah. nobody is going to repeat only your songs all day, all the time, no, you know, no, maybe no. one person, two people will, but like, you know, but like, as far as like a man, like I've been in that situation where, you know, a man thought he like he gave me my rep because he co-signed me oh and he put me on and moved to Wop and like I, you know, I didn't really make a name for myself except for bitch. I got up there and rapped every single time. Like I was wrote these songs and was spitting these bars and put, you know, I went on stage and grabbed a microphone like just because yeah. like you assisted in that. So I don't believe in that type of shit, but, um, but I do think, yeah, like why I think dude rappers are often intimidated by girl rappers were better than them. Like hands down, like probably a hundred percent of the time we're probably better than the the random dude that you're going to come to at the open mic night. Who's going to bust a track. And then you're like, Oh, let me get one too. You know what I mean? Like, um, you know, I'm in situations often, you know, or were before COVID where there would be dudes on the lineup who were straight trash. And it's like, you know, 
It's like, how are these fools? How do these fools get the the How do they get the headlining spot and you over here still like opening like type of shit? You know, it's it's a crazy game because like you see it all the time. Like there'll be dudes. It'd be it's 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 an ego game, and it's like dudes all day will be like, oh, this dude he'll outrap him. Oh, that's my homie. I let him do this. I'll do all that. But dudes won't talk about a girl cooking them. You know what I'm saying? That no, the whole like my cheese more shit. And it's and it sucks. Yeah. It's like it's all part of the game. That and people like dudes who do that corny shit. Like, oh, I co-signed you. A co-sign is literally for people to get that exposure. It's the same thing that a label is supposed to do with you. It's their co-sign. They're supposed to give mm-hmm. you that exposure for you to take it and run with it. And a lot of dudes are cornballs about it. Like if a dude's trying to say he made you because he put you in front of people and you killed it, he's a cornball. Because like if you're nice, you're nice. You just it doesn't always mean you know how to get yourself out there. So a co-sign is just that. And like I think just bringing it back to the mainstream tip, I feel like a lot of these mainstream, just the male artists, because, you know, a lot of them get that shine. That's just what's in the limelight right now should be co-signing and giving them, you know what I'm saying? Like when is Drake ever like really rapping with a new, like Drake is literally made how many corny rappers big mm-hmm. when is he going to, come out with when is he gonna make a, a low tier fmc just you know just give her that spot you know what i'm saying and it's like yeah i mean it's really amazing what you can do for people when you're in a position of power right yeah. and it's like, it's like why not why don't they do that like no one does that shit. you know what i'm saying like you got dudes like kanye stealing you know girls singing their heart out on instagram clips and resampling it letting the orchestra do it and all sorts of shit like that and not giving her no shine but it's like but you're going to give every single one like other person who's famous some sort of look. And it's just, it's, it's a corny game. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just very corny. Yeah, no, it is. And that's why, like, I don't really like care or fuck with like, you know, being in the mainstream or like going that route. I thought that like, you know, maybe that was a good idea for me at one point. And I had people telling me that I should, you know, try to do this and try to do that. And then, you know, at this point, I just realized I'm not that rapper. So I'm just going to make the shit I make, you know? Yeah. And you put like, it out. You make those mainstream runs or like those, you know, those big league runs that you got to fucking kiss ass. You got to change who you are. You got to do all this extra stuff. And it's like, why? <laughs> you're not even really making that much money to do it you know? you're selling half your soul just so your face could get pushed around and by the time your shit does get pushed around you're broke and you're oh, yeah you're gonna be tired of all those songs i promise <laughs> you're gonna be like oh my god i don't want to perform this song one more time but here i go like oh yeah it's crazy you ever see an artist that was a one-hit wonder live years after that one hit when they have to play that same song, the look on their face is hard. <laughs> it's hard. Oh, no. Yeah, I can tell, like, when artists, like, just because I have so much experience performing, like, I can tell, like, what an artist is going through in their head. And, like, I'll see that when, like, I see people perform, like, their hit song. They'll be like, all right, okay, yeah. all, time. all right, sing it fucking out, bitch. Like, okay, you're like, all right, and then I'm done. Because, like, really, like, you're like... Well, as soon as the shit comes out, you're already on to your next shit. And you're like, you're like, this song that I just wrote yesterday is what's hot. And you're like, you know, yeah. 
Can imagine how Snoop feels performing gin and juice every fucking day. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> For real. Snoop is phenomenal live. No, uh, he sounds like. I don't think Snoop gives a fuck. He's performing gin and juice. No, he like, give no cash me the check. He'll <laughs> do whatever for a check right now. Yeah, so tell me, what are your top five favorite rappers Ooh. of all time? You know, I love these lists. <laughs> top five favorite rappers of all time. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I would have to go with number one being a rap group. Oh, yeah. I would have to say um, the Hieroglyphics crew from hey, yes. Oakland, California. You said, nah. <laughs> you said nah. You said nah. No, I said, yeah, props for that. <laughs> yeah, I would have to go with Hiro being like top as far as like, you know, influence on my life and like influence um, on like just favorite rapper, mm. you know? And then I probably have to go like Cardi B because. I fucking love that bitch. She's a Libra. (laughs) Like, and what I love about Cardi B is she, um, she, with Invasion of Privacy, she, like, really brought, like, a harder female sound. Because, like, that song Moneybag, shit slaps. And it's, like, a hard, like, almost bass music, like, electronic-y type of vibe. And she really, like, before... Cardi came out and like really tough and invasion of privacy. People like didn't really understand the beats that I rapped on because I was rapping on that shit before, like, you know, before pop smoke before, you know, these really like UK style vibes. So like, yeah. So like Cardi B like made people be able to like digest my music. And so that's why I love Cardi. And then I will have to go with three I think I'd have to go with somebody like Freddie Gibbs. Freddie Gibbs. No, yeah. um, just some underground, some thugging. He's an <laughs> incredible performer, and yeah. I really love Freddie Gibbs a lot. Um, and then I would have to say um, my best friend, Christina, who um, her name's Dead Pharaoh, but um, she's an incredible oh, rapper. She fucking yeah, she's out. <laughs> she went nuts. <laughs> yeah, so her bars. So I was like, "Bitch, you need to put out this song because you got me on these bars." But so no, the story I, goes. I so the story goes like the song. Um, so she originally wrote eight bars, and I wrote a sixteen. And I was like, "Well, bitch, you only wrote an eight. Like." there was space for a 16 and then she was like okay let me add eight more and then i was like okay wow so you came with some super fire after you heard my shit and then because the song was supposed to be like but like that's my best friend i don't give a fuck you know what i mean it's like she could take me on my own song every day because she she gonna take me like she talks shit to me every day all the time like we talk shit to each other so it's whatever you know what i mean um uh but yeah so she's my favorite rapper and then I would have to say number five would be um, Kinky from the Bay. Like the bitch is just off the wall, says the craziest shit, hyphy style, only female that is like a true blue hyphy rapper. And, mm-hmm. you know, and she's also on the project. But like, you know, I mean, and like, I'm not saying that to say like, just to like mention the homies, but like, I really do believe in them. And I think they are incredibly talented and, you know, that's like, and 
being around people who are my favorite rappers like inspires me to like rap more and get better and keep pushing you know no definitely when you support your people you know you, you put them on your top list sometimes you know because you really believe oh, in yeah. them up. hell yeah <laughs> yeah that's funny you mentioned that uh dead pharaoh because i i'm not gonna tell you the whole review but i'm gonna read a sentence from my review <laughs> <laughs> and i wrote specifically i was like features were solid Though track six, she got cooked and airplane served by her feature. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she went crazy. I ran. Yeah, out. I know. And she was like, she's like, she's like, no, your bars don't suck. And I'm like, bitch, like you, like come on, like look what you did. And she's like, she's like, yeah, well, no, your verse is fine. And I'm like, bitch, I'm like, no, not that you added the last eight bars. No, it's not. <laughs> like god yeah and she does that every day and like this bitch won't post her music i'm trying like it's okay these bitches they thought the interview were at four but anyways these bitches were here they went on errand (laughs) (laughs) hey you got a top spot though you gotta get in the put the music out though you know when you gotta hear that shit Hell yeah. If she puts out anything, please send that send that my way. I want to hear Yeah, that. she's got an EP that she dropped like a few months ago. Um, okay. It's called... So that's originally where the song was for. It's called The Hatter, right? Mm-hmm. So she um, dropped an EP called Malice in Wonderland, but then she didn't end up putting the song on the project. And then we dropped it as a single and then we were like, well, we should just put it on our my EP because it's going to get more eyes. So... Yeah. Whatever, yeah. I yes, fully admit that I got roasted on my own. Episode of Bestos, I get it. <laughs> right. Sometimes you write a verse and you're so hyped about your project, you give it to a friend and they fucking go crazy. You know, mm-hmm. That's part of the game. But you gotta love that too, because now you know that the song is super dope. You know what I'm saying? It went from like yeah. super dope. Oh yeah, this song's crap fire. I mean, I think my verse is still good. Like oh, that's where she got those cadences from originally. But <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, dude. Um, yeah, but I just yeah, no, I'm fucking yeah. That bitch is my best friend. Yes, we we just wrote another song together the other day. So you know that it just makes me happy to be surrounded by people with like natural talent. You know what I mean? Because you know we just be rapping at the house, talking shit. You know. Fire. It's the best. Fire. It's a dream. So now after the now with this project uh is coming out, uh what's the plan? You got any any date? I know you got one uh day for touring. So are we gonna do we gonna do any more shows or how are you gonna, gonna um, I'm performing at Shambhala Music Festival in the end of August with my homegirl Brisa, who we're working on music together right now. She mm-hmm. is like does like the MPC drumming and she's also like a dope producer. Um, she produces like a lot of like reggaeton and like more uh, electronic style stuff, but we're finding like our sound together, which is more like lighthearted Cali, like beach rap vibes, a little bit of like, well, she'll change the drums up like a little bit and do some like breakdowns. So we're performing at um, Shambhala together and she'll be doing the live drumming as I'm rapping. And that is a festival in Canada um and that is this summer in august but yeah i don't have any tour dates besides that i'm just releasing this music gonna keep making more music dropping it we'll see what happens good shit fighting the pandemic (laughs) yeah and like i'm not trying to like the thing is is like about that is like i'm not trying to go out to the fucking like and play the like 
you know, like the Wednesday night turn up. And like after the pandemic, it's like there's so much fighting for the space at the big shows. And I haven't dropped anything, you know, like a project or anything like that in a while. So it's like, you know, those people are really hungry because, man, like the amount that it hurt people who were already touring. I was about to go on my first tour um, right before the pandemic and I was going to go on tour with this band um, who had like a crazy cult following and they were going to have sold out shows like Brooklyn, uh, Detroit, Chicago, LA. I was going to play San Francisco at the Fillmore, dude. I was so juiced. And you know, that shit, I saw all my other homies who had like 50 dates just like, nope, COVID. And I was like, oh, my shit's going to come. And it's like, you know, like maybe it would have popped off for me if I got to do that. But like, I'm okay with, you know, where I am right now and just being able to like have the clean slate and just drop a new shit, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that, I mean, that's part of it too. You got to fight through that type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's rough, but it's like, hey, you know, we're still here. Yeah. <laughs> Thing. you're still here you still got something to stay you still got music a lot of people take news like that and that they're done they're like well i'm hanging it up you know like yeah. like yeah, run. <laughs> yo covid fucked people up like i know a lot of cats who did a lot of their business and stuff off of like playing shows like i had to teach one of my homeboys shout out to my homeboy status he's like an old man so him he had to learn the internet and it <laughs> you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. it, he would text me all I'm like, bro, I don't know what's going on here. And I'm like, yo, that you gotta learn it, bro. Like we stuck at home. <laughs> yo, I still <laughs> have people learning the internet every day. Where me and the homegirls are like making some NFTs right now. And obviously I'm not doing the doing the back end shit because that is <laughs> I'm just here talking about them, you know? Oh, I know I saw I, I had seen that that's an NFT, right? Yeah, I made a play. I made playing cards. I made NFTs and it was like mad long ago because like one random one of my homeboys like, yo, NFTs might blow up. And I'm like, fuck it. Let me make a few. Let me learn. And then now I'm like, holy shit, NFTs have blown up (laughs) and they're still going. So I'm like, that's dope. (laughs) Yeah, we're actually so we're actually making an NFT for the song The Hatter. So that's with Christina Dead Pharaoh. And that's why we decided to re-release it on our on this ep3 m in frisco because it really does fit the sound and so and i think it makes it like if i were to take that song off i think that the project overall is better with that song on there just as as in terms of slappability you know what i mean and um so we are like creating and um, we're called West Coast Creators. Um, we're like an NFT crew and we are, our goal is to like put out NFTs for other artists besides yeah. us. And our first drop will be the Hatter NFT, which is, um, we'll have the song, the Hatter that will already be out on streaming platforms, but it will have an original piece of artwork that actually Christina dead Pharaoh drew. So Not she good. illustrated all of the, um, all of the NFTs and they're really dope. There's like a Jordan Hatter, a Snoop Dogg Hatter, uh, Beetlejuice. There's the um, Harry Potter um, houses, Hatters. 
and just different cool shit, you know? Yeah. Hey, we talking about you, bitch. <laughs> Come say hi to these fools. <laughs> Come say hi to these fools. Come say hi to these fools. Say what up. They want to see who murdered me on my own song. Yeah, facts. Now that's dope though. I mean, that's good too. Like, Hey, yo, you, you're making moves like, and that's how you're supposed to do it. You you're making multiple moves. You're doing your thing, even during the garbage times that we're going through right now, you know, having to stay our asses home and whatnot, but that's yeah. dope. You know, it's dope to see, you know what I'm saying? The rebranding and just the focus, the vision, like you, you know what you're going for, you know what you want to do. And that's something that like, honestly, a lot of artists new and even some old they just can't get a grasp on that you know what i'm saying like they just have they don't have that vision they don't they don't map things out that far ahead so they don't see it and it's just yeah. it's just constant doubt and constant just walls and then they start thinking like oh i'm just gonna get lucky at one point or something's gotta happen but it's like no nah, bro you gotta make stuff happen that's dope though. You're doing your yeah, thing. Yeah, no, I definitely do feel that. And like this is like why I'm even like putting out this project and stuff is because these two bitches who are behind the camera right here, you know, um, <laughs> keeping in encouraging me to just like because I was just sitting in all, all this music and like even like yesterday or we were driving in the car the other day and some shit started just playing from my phone randomly. And I'm like, oh, I forgot about this song. I'm like, this song slaps. I was like, this song should be on the project. And I'm like, oh, whoops. Oh, well, forgot about it. Like, I'll put it out as a single after, you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, But now, like, this is the first time that I really do have, like, a clean trajectory on what I am actually doing. And, um, you know, it's with the help of my friends, Dead Pharaoh and um miss t cuddles over here um who's the brains of the operation as far as the nft goes but our our, our real goal with the west coast creators and the nft project is to like really bring people into the nft and the metaverse world who wouldn't be there without our help because the shit is hella complicated and like i couldn't do it without my friend who's like a fucking engineer, you know what I mean? And so we want to help artists who, and also like put other people on, we're going to be launching our discord and our roadmap. And, you know, we really want to create a community where we help put on other artists and, you know, we create dope projects, you know, and then are able to help people make it NFTs and make, you know, possibly all have a chance to make some real money out here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Off our art. Yeah. At minimum, at minimum, you're setting people up into a world that there's endless money. So it's like, that's, a, if that's the bare minimum, that's fire. You know, you'll get people yeah. with that, which is, which is super dope, man. I, I, I appreciate that you have that vision and it's dope that you have a team. I've been telling, you know, reckless. I know I just recently got him on the team, but I've been telling him, bro, you need to have a solid team, not nobody that's going to, you know, drag you down or waste time and all that extra. You got to have a solid team and you got to have solid vision. You know what I'm saying? And once you have that, yo, you honestly, whether you're invincible or not, you feel like it. <laughs> you feel like totally. it. Totally. Yeah. I mean, because we 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 do the shit that we say we're gonna do. And and you know, that's how I think about this whole NFT thing is like I am stepping into a world that I don't really know a lot about, but I do have a team and I've always been successful at anything else I've ever tried. Exactly. In my whole life, I will always been successful. So why can't we be successful doing this? You know what I mean? That's and it, and it. you know. 
Yeah, that's fire. I mean, that's dope. I mean, that's it's about as good as it gets. That's something that everybody needs to take a you know a bit yeah. to come out and be like, oh, I'm doing all my own and all this stuff and all that. And um, but it's it's like yeah, you you need we people, bro. We need people. We need <laughs> we need people, bro. Nobody is out here succeeding by themselves. Yeah, it's cool if you could do everything by yourself, but you're gonna be real tired. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's me. I'm exhausted. <laughs> so, yeah. So to wrap up the interview here, um, after this project, what else do you got in the works? Um, yeah, I'm gonna be doing a bunch of music with Breeza. Um me and Dead Pharaoh are working on more music together all the time. Um, I'm doing a collab with this dude, Victor Mariachi, who's out in ATL. Um, I'm doing some more bass music stuff. I'm collabing um, with some UK um, artists right now. I'm writing my bars for that. Um, and then also I should be collabing with Glow. She hollered oh, at me. And I, I really, really would be so juiced to work with her because I would really like to hit those, like, you know, that slow-mo trap vibe, like oh, with yeah, somebody yeah. singing on the hook. That's uh, that's going to be really fire for sure if we get to yeah, work together. Yeah. I've been looking forward to that one. Nice. Yeah. I think that I'm going to end up doing a full project with Breeza. Um, because we've just already like knocked out like two songs and, you know, we've only met up like three times, you know, to like work on shit. So, um, just creating more songs with her and stuff and trying to link with new producers, really, if there's any producers on the live who have some shit that's tight, if you listen to my shit and you like it, holler at me, always looking to work with new producers and get some new beats, you know? Definitely love the drill sound. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, if if you're feeling it, you're in that wave, you're in that pocket right now, why not? You know? Yeah, go for it. (laughs) Anything else you want to add to the people out there at all? Nah, just uh, thank you guys so much. Um, I can't wait to uh, read your review. (laughs) (laughs) I had to drop in. I wanted to make sure it's the 25th, right? It's dropping the 25th, yeah. that I have it scheduled for the 25th. Um, it's going to be at 1 p.m. That's when the review is going to come through. You know how we keep it brutally honest. We keep it real. Okay. Yeah, I'm ready for it. Thank you guys so much. It was a pleasure talking with y'all. Yo, this was super dope. We truly appreciate this. And yo, you could always reach out to either me or Reckless. I know, you know, I've been in the music game for a bit. I know some people. I know producers, all sorts of stuff like that. Yo, you could always reach out. I might even hit you up to bother you for a feature too, if you're trying to. Okay, get yeah, out. no, please, Same let's here. do it. And hit up the, hey, bother dead pharaohs too. I, oh yeah, oh for sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, and uh, are you guys on Discord? Yeah. Okay, we'll drop you a link for uh, our Discord when it drops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I definitely would like to, you know, see how you guys doing that stuff because, like, one thing that this platform's always been about is helping artists. So if you guys are doing something that's super dope like that, that's helpful, we want to help you guys push it. Yeah, we need okay, to so. oh, Yeah, man, y'all too. I'm going to definitely keep uh, posting your reviews up and stuff. I think they're quality, some quality shit, so I'll definitely give you guys some love too. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, man. I truly appreciate it. And uh, just to wrap this up, let everybody know the project do the hip hop thing where to find you. Okay, all. what's up, y'all? My name's Raquel. My project 3am in Frisco drops on January 25th. You can find it on all streaming platforms, baby. <laughs> okay. 
All right, no doubt, man. So I'm going to hit you up on the sideline. I'm going to get all your links and all that good stuff. I'm going to throw this on there. And then I think when I'm done chopping this up, we'll do like a YouTube premiere so people can just watch with us and you can talk garbage to everybody on the YouTube tip. But again, yo, truly appreciate you. And yo, I all I want nothing more than to see you do bigger things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. Thank you so much. Hell yeah. Mad yeah. love to both of y'all, and I'll be hitting you guys up soon. So hey, nice. <laughs> yeah. right, everybody, we signing out, man. That was a All good right. one, man. Peace. Hey.